0: Hey, listeners, this is Danielle and Chelly. Chelly is a radical Dravidian and racial equity activist. And Danielle is a community mobilizer and change maker. And this is the Medford Bites podcast. Every two weeks, we chew on the issues facing Medford and deliver bites of information about the city by lifting the expertise of our guests. Join us in discussion about what you hope for the future of Medford. And as always, tell us where you like to eat. All right. Thanks so much for being with me today. If you don't mind introducing yourself with uh, your name and pronouns and just a bit about who you are.
1: Sure. My name is Erica Reinfeld. I use she series pronouns and I am a candidate for Medford school committee.
0: Great, right, Thank you. And we'll talk definitely more about your campaign as we um, continue today. But if we could start the interview with our the question that we ask everybody on the show, which is what is your favorite place to eat in Medford and what do you like to eat there?
1: You know, this is getting harder and harder to answer because we keep getting new restaurants, new businesses in Medford, but I am going to go with my my classic Goldilocks and I always get the Nova Lox sandwich, although I do mix up which type of
0: bagel I want. Onion, garlic, salt, a lot of good options out there. Ooh, I don't know that I've ever had a breakfast sandwich there, but that's, that sounds good. <laughs> uh, great. Um, so uh, if you could just start by telling us, you know, you mentioned you're running for school committee. If you could talk a little bit about kind of how you arrived at that decision and what your kind of path to local politics has looked like.
1: Yeah, well, so I was never looking for a path to local politics. I have been working in education for my whole career and uh, I have been, you know, tuned into the school committee meetings for quite a while. I have two kids. I'm about almost halfway through my Medford public schools journey. I have a third grader and a seventh grader. And I have been watching the school committee for, for years and being really interested in the work that they're doing and thinking, you know, someone like me who has worked in education and who has had a lot of interactions with teachers, with students, with families, uh, that that's a, that's a voice that would be really welcome in these discussions about these big, hard questions. I think Medford over the, the last few years has seen a lot of change, and I see a lot of change coming down the line. And so I want to be a part of that conversation. And I talked to a lot of the the folks who were on school committee and tried to get a sense of of what it was all about. And I think there's a real opportunity to make a difference for students and involve more of our community in the decision-making and hold people accountable and make sure the things that we're doing are really working for our students and all the students. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, thank you. So I know the last couple of years, like with COVID and some of the stuff we've been seeing um, maybe highlighted more about our schools, like some of the kind of like, some like violence and just sort of like the, some of the like social, emotional needs of students. Um, I wonder if you could say uh, kind of like what, you know, what your sort of um, priorities would be for change. Like maybe what you see is going well, what you see um, if elected, you'd kind of want to make um priorities for uh like kind of the focus of your time
1: yeah uh so again that's a that's a very big question but i think my priority is really about school culture and making sure people feel like they belong and that they have a voice uh in what's going on and in the decisions that are being made And I think that affects social emotional health. I think it affects physical health. It absolutely affects intellectual health and the way people learn and that people are showing up excited to learn and feeling valued and like their expertise is is contributing to the way schools are. So I think my priority is culture, um, but I think there are a lot of policies that we can look at to make sure things are consistent, that they are meeting different students where they are. Uh, and just really reflecting the needs of the community and letting the broader community, uh, yes, teachers and students and staff and families, but also broader Medford and look at the resources that exist in this community and try to bring them into the schools even more and inform people about what's happening in the schools, uh, because ultimately, um, we are all citizens of medford and these are our schools these are our values and it really has to be reflected and we need buy-in mm. so, sure. so i my commit campaign is I've, i'm trying to build it around these three ideas of curriculum and culture and community mm. alliterative there too <laughs> i love alliteration it's, it's one of my uh one of my I don't know, weaknesses as a, as a writer, as a, as an educator, as a communicator. I, I'm a sucker for alliteration and I'm a a sucker for puns.
0: Hmm. I I mean, feels like a good uh, campaign slogan too. What do you see as kind of, you know, you pointed to like culture being an important part for you and what do you see um, that like could be improved about um, culture that would sort of aid to that sense of belonging for students?
1: Yeah, that, I would love to see more opportunities for students to collaborate uh, and support each other and look at learning kind of across different age levels, across different cohorts. Um, One of the things that I did at the Roberts Elementary School, uh, so we had fantastic tradition of art night and STEM night, um, and it was often something that the kids came in and they did and and it was great um but i said look we could we could make this more we could bring in these resources from the community we could have middle and high schools kids come back and volunteer and help and teach back uh and so i would love to see more of that i would love to see greater representation in the curriculum making sure that we're we're meeting kids where they are and also that the skills and the knowledge and the materials and the resources that they have really reflect the diversity of lived experience Mm -hmm. in our community that kids can see themselves where they're going uh, and have that have that voice and that teachers aren't just receiving this is this is what you have to teach this is what you this is what you are being handed down upon high but you really know how to personalize it how to customize it for your students and this is this is how it can be used um so and i i think people being able to value each other as humans as learners as partners in learning is really what we need to to make school culture important i think at different stages you know it's about it's it's knowledge but it's also skills and it's working together and it's attitudes and it's valuing the people around us and what we have to offer and teaching empathy and just knowing that we are all in this together and that what you do affects other people and having that sense of responsibility in our schools
0: Mm. yeah I really like that I think that um there's so many like things that seem kind of arbitrary but really do build on that like culture and sense of belonging like for example i know you'd have talked about the paperwork that you fill out for kindergartners and how it when when my son was in kindergarten just 2 years ago it was all like mother father was what how you had to fill it out yes yeah
1: i'm part of a two mom family yeah. and this is the first year in 7 8 years in the system that we have not had to cross off father.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, So like that was exciting. And it's such a it, you know, it feels like a little thing. It doesn't take that much time to cross it off, but it it makes you feel like you're you're part of the school. I remember a first grade project we had and it was a family tree project. And a teacher took the time to paste in another mother on top of in that that tree branch. Um, And knowing that, you know, I think we see this in history curricula. I think Medford is probably overdue to be looking at some of its its um materials to kind of make sure that we're telling things from lots of different perspectives
0: yeah.
1: uh, that we're we're not we're not learning the same things that that many of us learned when we were when we were in school and we yeah. were less aware. So I you know I, I'm, a, I'm a white woman and that I bring that perspective to schools. I'm also a neurotypical learner. I am a visual learner. There are just a huge range of diversity that I want to consider. I think we need to talk about you know the, the federally protected classes that's absolutely important, but there are so many other components of our identities that we bring to our ability to learn, our ability to teach, Know, things like home life, language at home, access to resources—those all make a huge difference. And we need to be looking at what what individual students have, what our students as a whole have. Look for patterns. Where are we? Where are people slipping through the cracks? Um, and what opportunities? What what barriers are there for everybody participating in schools? If we look around, you know, at PTO meetings, at staff meetings, are we seeing the people who are in our community? Or are we seeing a subset of them?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think, that, you know, your earlier answer kind of also spoke to that, like, engagement that's not just engaging our kids in learning, but in our, like, parents in the process and kind of keeping that uh, engagement uh, throughout, like, elementary, middle, and high school. And I I feel I like that idea of involving like older kids in those STEM nights and art nights, which I thought were like really fun to go to um, because there's no one cooler to my kids than like older kids. So like seeing those older kids think, well, like STEM is cool. Like art is cool. I think that really would like, that really would build a nice sort of investment for them. Like, and it also, yeah, it also gives um, those
1: older kids a chance to teach back and to to show off what they're learning and know what they're learning. And you know, as part of that process, actually, they engaged with folks from Medford Arts Council, Beautiful Stuff Project, Tufts Engineering. And so they were there seeing other people in their community who were doing these things and could see what, what this would look like, mm-hmm. for them, what what the many possibilities were, because that's what education is about, right? It's opening up possibilities and letting people figure out who they are, who they want to be, and how they are going to make a difference in the
0: world. Mm-hmm. Um, and Erica, what do you see as the most sort of pressing issues for our schools?
1: Oh, uh, so our, our schools have faced a lot of challenges, um, but I think the most pressing issue is probably getting the resources we need into the schools. Um, and that is, that's money. Absolutely, we are facing big budget questions. And I know I know it's dangerous to talk about money, but that's that's a big thing. Um, and you know, we all know that Medford High School needs a lot of help. And what I'm really concerned about is making sure that we have that we're communicating what those needs are, not just that there's a need, but what they are, so that when the school committee, when city council says we need this money, that no one in the community is surprised about what's going to be done with it and understanding that these are the great things that are already happening that we can do more of, or these are the things that are not happening that we need more of. And that people trust the the community leaders, trust the school leaders, the elected officials to to make these decisions. So I think building that relationship of communication and trust is is really essential. And looking at resources, not just in terms of money, but in terms of expertise in the community, mm-hmm. we have you know we have Tufts, we have brand new Art Center coming online, we have booming biotech, lots of local businesses that are so great about supporting our schools. You know, you see them sponsoring all kinds of events, but I think we can really formalize some of that and bring people together to change the way we do education and to make sure that it's really reflective of who we are as a community.
0: That's great. Yeah. Um anything else? Any other kind of like thoughts about change priorities for um, if, if elected?
1: Yeah. so I would love to see even more um, service oriented learning and your experiential learning. Um, and I'd also love us to look at the assessments that we're we're giving people. Are they giving teachers and students the information that they need to succeed? Hmm. Uh, I think I think data is great. I you know, I'm a scientist by training. I, I love data. Um, I, and I, I like quantitative data, but I also really like qualitative data and hearing about the experience. So I think all of those things are things that we need to look at, uh, and we need to make sure that it's working for for everyone.
0: Mm. Great. Um, okay. So my next question, maybe a little more fun. Um, but so we so kind of the hope of these interviews with different candidates is to kind of provide a, a bit of a human element, not just sort of like hearing about your platform. Um, so I'm wondering if you could share something with us that like we might not know about you, but might surprise us.
1: Hmm. good question. Yeah. So my fun fact that I always that I always share with people when we have to share something people don't <laughs> know about you is that I still have one of my baby teeth. Um, so I like to say this is like it keeps a kid inside of me. I have a tooth <laughs> that just hasn't come out. But I think the uh, the unsurpri- that the surprising thing uh, that I have is that. I was really, really shy as a kid, which surprises people because I love going out and talking to people, talking to neighbors. That's that's kind of why I'm in the school committee race is I've had all these conversations with people and I've heard lots of different thoughts and ideas. And I want to bring those voices into collaboration with the other members of the school committee. Um, so I really, really love that interaction. I am an extrovert. I get I get charged from talking to people, but I was really shy as a kid. Um, And I think that that can be surprising, but I I know what it's like to, to not fit in or to not, not feel entirely comfortable somewhere. And I, I always remember that when I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm working with students. Mm -hmm.
0: Uh, Yeah. I mean, that's hopeful to hear too, that kids can kind of shift that throughout their lives, but also it sounds like it's a good, or not, it's like a helpful experience to have when sort of working with kids and understanding that experience. yeah,
1: well, it I will say it shaped kind of who I became as an educator as well, because uh, my parents kind of looked at me at when I was eight and said, yeah, you're you're pretty shy. We're going to throw you into theater camp. We're sending you to theater mm-hmm. class. And so I went there and I ended up majoring in theater in college, theater and astronomy. I'm a scientist and an artist by training. um and I so I am a huge advocate for. Access to the arts and for interdisciplinary learning and seeing connections and how things how things connect. So I would love to see more interdisciplinary learning. I know I'm I'm heading into platform again and we're oh it's okay, doing, but that's that that's my thing. It's it's amazing what skills you learn from doing these activities. You know, I think we need kids. We need to eliminate barriers to to access to these activities. You know, mm-hmm. kids sports teaches teamwork and resilience and all kinds of skills uh, that you can get in the classroom, but also beyond. And the arts is creativity. I I always say, look, I've directed plays and I use my project management experience just as much as I used any of my um, astronomy knowledge when I was teaching astronomy, Mm. you know, it's all of these things contribute to who we are as people. And I think kids just really need the opportunity to develop themselves as whole people. And to learn from each other cuz the people that I have met doing these these diverse activities and jobs and it shapes who I am and how I interact with the world mm-hmm. and that is what I would love to see in Medford schools.
0: Yeah, great. That I mean that sounds that sounds great. I think that yeah, I think we have this idea sort of of like what students are exposed to and sort of you know like the athletes then and, and the drama kids but that like there is a real importance to being able to be exposed to all of that and like that kind of being destigmatized, right um yeah for sure cool so and to not not
1: pigeonhole people and to say I am I am a math person and I or I am a writer I I like both those things and Mm -hmm. I think kids can too and I think trying things out and and failing or succeeding or discovering something you do or don't like is a really powerful way to grow and our schools have to be a safe place for people to experiment with those experiences with those identities.
0: Sure. Which kind of brings us back to your sort of first point about meeting kids where they're at and that culture piece, right? Like how can how can the school support kids being those more like well-rounded people, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, because ultimately it's the kids who are going to make the decision. These kids are going to become adults and they are becoming adults. Mm-hmm.
0: They're,
1: they become people and real whole people. And so they're the ones who are going to be determining who they are and what they do. It's not it's not the teacher saying, you will be this when you grow up. Mm-hmm. It is, it is, I will become this kind of person. I will, I will make these choices. And so giving them the information they need to make the choices and understanding how those choices have an impact on themselves, on each other, on their futures, all of that. Thank
0: you. Uh, well put. Um, So my last question is just, um, is there anything that you want to mention, any like events coming up or any ways that we can learn more about your campaign?
1: Yeah, so I'm doing a couple of meet and greets coming up. Uh, So I have a meet and greet up in Fulton Heights on the 18th of September. I don't know if this will air before then. Uh, And then Colleen's uh, speaking of wonderful local Food businesses has so generously invited all the candidates to do meet and greets there. So I'm going to be with a few of the other school committee candidates uh, on I think it's Thursday the 28th and of September and Thursday, October 5th. We've got a couple of the school committee candidates coming to talk about their experience. And we've we've paired up some incumbents with uh ch- with challengers or with with new folks to the race. Uh so you can kind of get a sense of how we how we interact, how we bring different and diverse perspectives to the same questions and what it might look like for people to be collaborating on these issues. Because there's a reason it's a school committee and not one person making decisions. We we need all of these perspectives. So I'm really excited to to talk with people in the community.
0: Oh, I need some ice cream. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Fun. All right, Erica. Well, thank you so much. Um, anything else that you want to mention before we wrap up? Oh, there's so many things
1: to talk about with Medford schools, but I think I would rather just have people come to my website, reach out to me, Reinfeld 4 number 4, medfordsc at gmail.com. And I'd love to talk to people and I'd love to, to have people involved because I'm not doing this for me. Like I said, I'm not in it for the politics. I'm in it for the education and the experience that our students, our teachers, our staff, our families, our community is having in Medford schools.
0: Thank you. And I'll be sure to put all that info in our show notes so people can check it out there. Um, Yeah, Yeah, my
1: website is erica02155.com. Tried to keep it simple so people can find me.
0: Well, thank you. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode the Medford Bites podcast is produced and moderated by Danielle Balaka and Chelly Cashman. Music is made by Hendrik Gidonis. We'd love to hear what you think about the podcast. You can reach out to us by email at medfordpod at gmail.com or you can rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Thanks so much for listening. Guys, what's the name of the podcast? Never Bites! Never Bites! <laughs> good job.